0: Hi, I'm Macaulay Jones. Dick Johnson from DJR Team Penske, and you're on Inside Supercars. From the racetracks across Australia, and here's Inside Supercars. Hello, and welcome to another edition of Inside Supercars, where we're here to look back at the E Series. Round number two was held at Silverstone and Barcelona with a very special injection into the field in Max Verstappen. And Verstappen was impressive, to say the least. Shane Van Gisbergen, though, took out the trophy from Armor oil for the round win. And he spoke to Fox Sports following his success.
1: Yeah, it was a bit of fun. There was a bit of carnage and some good racing as well. But um, two good starts in a row. I couldn't believe it. That's never happened. But um, had an awesome race, so uh, really fun. And then battling with Max, too, he was, uh, giving me a bit of uh, crap for being Pastor Maldonado, but he <laughs> forgot that uh, Pastor wins at Barcelona and here he is. <laughs>
0: <laughs> We've got Max joining us on the line too. Hey Max, how did you enjoy that fun tonight?
2: Yeah, it was, uh, it was a lot of fun. I mean, these cars are definitely not easy to drive and then, you know, to be able to team up with, with Shane and, and Jamie was was a lot of fun and actually to be three times second is not a, not a bad result and twice a 1-2 for Red Bull, so uh, that's good. Yeah, just, I was looking back at the last race, was a bit unfortunate with Anton, but it's just
0: because of my ping is a bit high
2: <laughs> being in <laughs> Europe. Um, because for me, he just looked uh, ahead of me and then, yeah, we touched, which was a shame.
0: But, oh, uh, yeah. we loved but it. It. it was there was so much action going on in what was a really busy night for everybody. So, Max, the question is, are we going to see you back for another round of the Supercars E Series? I don't know. Am I invited? You can come anytime <laughs> you like. We're headed to Bathurst <laughs> next week. That's a track I'm sure you'd love to battle it out with our supercar stars.
2: Oh, my God. All right. Well, um. Let's see
0: what's possible in the in the coming weeks, but uh, it was it was a lot of fun and I, I definitely really, really enjoyed it. What was interesting to see was that there was more people watching the Fox Sports show. They extended it to also take in the qualifying. so that meant there was more coverage across the evening. And the drivers were reporting increase in their personal viewership through their twitch and other accounts that they were streaming it by so it looks like the e-series has really hit a chord one of the regular drivers who was missing was david reynolds who uh, well said he was fired by the team interesting barry ryan wants to win the e-series as much as he wants to win the real thing as well now, interestingly, in the last two weeks in NASCAR, we mentioned Bubba Wallace losing his sponsor after he quit the game at Bristol. Well, in this week's edition of the NASCAR E-Series All-Stars, Kyle Larson, on a hot mic, said a, uh, made a racial slur, and he has now been stood down by NASCAR indefinitely. It has had ramifications with sponsors pulling out. Kyle Larson runs a sprint Car team, and he has also been affected there, although the world of outlaws have said if he follows the program set in place for his uh, cultural awareness, and he will be able to return to racing in the world of outlaws. Now, uh, some of the sponsors have deserted him, but other sponsors have stayed on board so once again we've seen overseas how the e-series has impacted on real life motor racing now if you want to know a bit more about the e-series and i-racing over on our sister program inside speedway we speak to a chap by the name of alan Tannock who has Set up and last weekend ran the Australian Speed, oh, sorry, the Queensland Speed Car State Championship. It's won by Carson Macedo. So you can have a listen and find out a lot more about iRacing and E Series over there at Inside Speedway. Interesting there, Max Verstappen in that clip, thank you, courtesy of Fox Sports, not ruling out the possibility of being back for the racing at Bathurst next weekend. Now, on Inside Supercars, we thought we'd take a moment to go back in time to a show I did back in 1994, where we spoke to the then reigning Australian touring car champion, Glenn Seton. On that day, he had won at Phillip Island and he had broken a run of three straight wins to start off the 94 season for Mark Scaife and Gibson Motorsport. Now, we don't have the very start of the interview, but we do pick it up where we talk about the new V8 formula taking over from the two leaders that had been also running at the same time.
2: I think that would probably be the way to do it because two-letter is is very expensive and I don't think it's going to get any cheaper, it's going to get more expensive. And uh, that's probably why the the V8 rules are so good and also the Australian public want to see
0: v 8 Well, as we uh, look at our V8 series, it seems like the controversy about traction control has reared its ugly head on our shores. What do you think cams can do to stop any of this uh, sort of... Um, morally, I guess you'd say illegal actions.
2: Well, it's it's pretty difficult to control traction control. Um, they've been trying to do that in Formula One, and like Ferrari have, have sort of just come out and outspokenly said that they were using it and, and a basic same sort of system as traction control. So it's impossible to police. But uh, cams a, and and the entrance group are, are trying to uh, alleviate the, the things that like uh, wheel sensors and things like that, which you do need to to run traction control and um, if we can eliminate those sort of things and uh, make it much harder to try and make traction control work um, I think it's a, it's a good way to keep it banned because it is, does take away uh, one of the good things of motor racing uh, learning how to drive with a, with a throttle and um, having good car control and once you have traction control or, or ABS brakes and, or active suspension you, you start to get away from that and you start to end up having uh, robots
1: drive the car
0: yes it's something that i know cams want to keep away from one thing that is going to affect everyone is the ban on cigarette advertising and of course glenn seaton goes hand in hand with peter jackson racing what's going to happen when the actual crunch time comes have you been laying the groundwork in for a replacement well it's
2: going to be very difficult to uh find a sponsor that's going to put in what cigarettes do into sport um it's um, I suppose a, a quite a bad issue that some people go out there and try and ban that sort of advertising which I don't believe makes uh, young people smoke or anything like that. It probably makes people change brands maybe that have already smoke but uh, I don't think it makes them smoke but it's going to be very difficult times for sport and motorsport um, when cigarette advertising goes and uh, at this stage I don't know what I'm going to do. Um, I'm sure I' I'm, naturally I'm looking around for sponsorship but, uh, there's not many out there at the moment with the recession uh, that we've just had and or and um and to try and find the funding that uh, will equal the sponsorship that uh, cigarettes put in
0: well let's uh, raise the tone up on this a bit and look at the new aerodynamic package which is the fords have been granted how much of an advantage do you think that'll give you over those filthy rotten dogs at gm
2: <laughs> well i don't think there's too much between them at the moment um when the Commodores were given the uh, uh, the new aero package they got last year, uh, it was sort of the, the Commodores jumped ahead a long way, and especially at Bathurst they sort of held back until Bathurst came along it seemed to, and uh, all of a sudden they were two seconds lap quicker than the Falcons. But uh, since we got the new aero package, it's definitely helped the Falcons. It's um, made them uh, a lot faster over race distance. Not really so much uh, just a qualifying lap; it's more over race distance, and that's. What, really where we lost out on the uh last year and um but uh no it's 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 a very difficult year it's it's so close like at uh lakeside from uh first to 13th there was only 0.6 of a second between them and uh, that just shows you how close the competition is but it's great racing it's uh we've had record crowds every venue we've been to even lakeside last meeting i i, I really believe just looking at it there was double the crowds that we had the the previous year and uh that just shows the the support for V8 racing.
0: Well it's off to Winton next weekend and of course you're thinking it's Glen Seton first, Alan Jones second. Who do you think will be the closest behind you?
2: Oh naturally I always uh, rate the Winfield team as being probably the best team out there and and also the Holden race team. Peter Brock's doing a very good job this year. Um, He's one guy that's uh, we're equal second in the championship and uh, the guy we've got to beat is Mark Scaife at the moment and uh, he put on some good runs on the board in the first uh, early rounds but uh, has come back to us now and um, it's going to be difficult like, like I say at, at, um, at Lakeside there was uh, the first, I don't know, six tenths so really to, to number out one team I suppose is going to be very difficult but I'll always rate the Winfield team the Holden race team and also Dick Johnson's team
0: Alright then, well thanks very much Glenn Seaton for joining us on the show it's been a pleasure talking to you and we wish you all the best as we all will be watching you as you uh, go for the chase to the Is 1000 here in October. Yeah, thank you. That was Glenn Seaton. Have you heard? Jacko's is changing its name to Silvio's. One, three, one, eight, double, eight, one, three, one worry we're still owned and run by canberra's pizza people the same people who continue to bring you canberra's most delicious pizza and canberra's best ribs remember the name silvio's canberra's pizza people
1: supporters of triple s
0: now in that interview you heard us talking about traction control Chris Lambden was the head of Motorsport News and we spoke to him at the time about a story he was running in Motorsport News in 1994 about traction control in supercars. Here's what Chris explained.
1: Yes, well as you say, um, everything else got overshadowed uh, last last weekend by, by the accident of Imola, Imola, but on the local scene, uh, there's been some rumours for a while that, that one or two of the, the teams might have been running a version of traction control in touring car racing in Australia, uh, very much as in, indeed the Ferrari team were accused of at the previous Grand Prix. And uh, rather than you know point the finger at an individual teams, we uh, indeed had uh, some conversations with the two major manufacturers in Australia of engine management systems, because this is how it's all done. Um, once you do the uh, the, the programming of, of relevant speeds of front to rear wheels and certain gears and things like that, it's all down to a computer program in the engine management system, which which drops the power off when uh, when the engine accelerates too fast in a particular gear, which therefore means it's wheel spinning. And uh, uh, the technology is available here. In fact, that the the, the, uh, the two major manufacturers here have that technology. Australia is very very well advanced and. The, what the, the, both manufacturers were saying the, was that, well, they were claiming that none of the teams they supply were in fact using the technology, but it is there, it is available, and there's really no way of detecting it. So by running the story that we did, we're kind of putting the challenge up there, I think, in front of cams to, to either sort out some way of perhaps uh, checking on whether this kind of thing's being run, because uh, that's the only way that you could seriously ban it, or, uh, indeed, they're going to just have to let it go and let everyone do it.
0: All right, then. Uh, Now, we turn our attention to Winton next weekend, and what's the mail you've been getting? Can the Fords continue to uh, pick up the pace in the series?
1: Well, I think Winton's one of these places that's uh, pretty wide open. It's a very small track. Um, In the past, there's always been uh, bits of bodywork flying everywhere at Winton, so... Uh, it's about the most unpredictable race of the whole lot, absolutely. It could be a bit like Lakeside was uh, in the previous round, just about anything could happen. Um, I was talking to promoter mcron up there the other day, the pre-event ticket sales are, have set records, there's going to be an enormous crowd there and uh, quite clearly uh, for the championship uh, Glen Seaton ne- needs to take a win at this race with, uh, with Mark Scaife uh, dropping a few points in order to, to close the gap a bit. but. Uh, it's one of those ones that I just would like to
0: predict. They were interesting times and as you can tell on interesting tracks as well. We had the 1994 look back and it's in the first few months of a show that's now called, which is now called Inside Motorsport and you can tune into that at sportradio.com.au or around the country on community radio stations. We hope you can listen to a few of those shows as well. Thanks for being with us once again here on Inside Supercars. Join us again tomorrow when we'll be hearing from Macca. Macaulay Jones with his thought of the week. Until then, keep smiling and bye for now.
2: Inside Supercars is produced by Thunder Media. Tune in next time for more. Or lock in the
0: podcast on your iTunes or mobile device. Search Inside Supercars.